us uh, back to the Poolside Pass, and this is episode six of the Parent Podcast, and we welcome back our guest Sarah Gibson of Streamlined. Hi, Sarah. Hello, thank you for having me again. Fantastic. Uh, our main topic today is fundamentals and movement skills within swimming and how those can be, um, uh, to a small extent, um, we'll touch on how those can be transferable into other sports. Before we begin our topic, just a quick word from our supporters. Streamlined. Become a qualified swimming teacher with Streamlined in as little as six days. Learn at your own pace and be guided by our expert tutors. You can do your training face-to-face, online in real time or a combination. Assessment can be in your club, using videos or attending one of our assessment venues. We offer tailored, high-quality support. Quote the poolside pass for an extra 10% discount. We're going to start with um, explaining the athlete development support pathway. We're going to move through to the sort of preschool, unstructured fun, then moving into all of the, the fundamental movement skills and then coming up with a, with a summary towards the end. Um, and um, great. So we'll start with the athlete development support pathway, uh, Sarah. Yeah. And um, how, how, how does that sort of relate to swimming just for um, parents' information? Um, so athlete development support pathways are not um, just exclusive to swimming. They um, are in all sports. But this is sort of Swim England's version of the athlete development support pathway. Um, they want to be able to sort of create a nation of active and healthy swimmers um, and sort of give children a sort of solid, basic, um, fundamental movement um, skills, really, um, and, and to be able to transfer that across um, all different sports um, and research shows that without inclusion and development of fundamental um, skill movement skills which are so integral to the early stages of the athlete development support pathway um, that many children and young people withdraw um, from physical activity um, and obviously that can have long-term effects um, upon a person's life and um, yes. so the the ADSP, as we sort of abbreviate it to, um, it provides a framework to, you know, for as parents um, and as teachers and as coaches and as a swimmer to help you understand um, how children sort of develop um, physically and what stage of swimming is appropriate for the child's physical development. Um, and, you know, it, go- it also includes things like their um, mental development as well. Yes, yes. And um and obviously, this model, the ADSP model, is actually based on scientific research um, that that, um, that that Swim England um, ha- have have done, and and that determines the best way to teach, um, and I suppose develop those those athletes into in, into sporting excellence, if that is indeed the path they want to to, to go down. Absolutely. And if you look at you know, at, so for us in Team GB, really, our um, 
really successful swimmers over the last few years. We've obviously got Adam Peaty, who is still currently swimming. Um, and we've also got Rebecca Adlington. And if you actually look at their sort of journey through the pool, they have pretty much followed the structure um, of the ADSP and, and, you know, stuck to the age categories that are suggested by the ADSP, which I think is really interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's absolutely, um, as you've said, it's coming from a sort of scientific background um, and there's you know lots of different reasons um, as to why it should be followed. Yes absolutely and then and, and starting at the beginning of that um, we've got obviously active start which I, I suppose the uh, you know swim, swim England sort of aquatics aim here is to is to and, and, and everybody's and including parents and, and, and swim teachers is is developing a child's general water confidence at that preschool level? Yes, definitely. So the active star is from ages zero to six for both boys and girls. Um, and it is sort of, it's, it is essentially, a, it's called the preschool framework. That's what um, Swim England call it. Um, and it's about unstructured, free, fun play. Um, and they can be a combination of child-led activities but also parent and teacher-led activities but as you said it really is about developing fun and enjoyment in the water and, and helping children feel confident in the water right from the word go. Absolutely um, and um, if we look at um, moving on from that active start and, and start to move into those fundamentals um i suppose the key focus obviously is those movement skills yes um and and i think one should certainly as a parent understand that play should remain still a very much a key aspect of, of at this stage um okay it's going to be more structured than unstructured but you know the the, the aim is is still that development of the core aquatic skills um and um and allowing um this umbrella for the movement skills um for for each child absolutely i mean um it is really in the name it's um fundamentals and when you see that written down by swim england it's the fun is in capital letters and i think if they could they'd highlight it put it in bold underline it put exclamation marks all around it if they could um because it is really really about the child the child having fun and enjoying um their swimming so there is absolutely um still a focus on having play but as you've said it is structured play um, and and with the active start, for example, there will definitely be a purpose to um, the play that a child is having. Um, it's just there is like it's um, a little bit more flexible, shall we say. But with the fundamentals, there is still very much a purpose towards the play. Um, and, you know, you, as a parent, if you ever are watching a lesson and, you know, you think I'm, they're playing, I'm not really sure what the significance of that is. Ask the teacher. I'm sure they would be really happy to talk to you um, about what fundamental movement skill or core aquatic skill they are going to be developing and you know games are fantastic um you can cover pretty much some a game like something like simon says um is a brilliant game because i would say you can probably cover every fundamental movement skill and every core aquatic skill in a very simple game um so you know they are so important 
And I think it's it's very much ensuring that that child experiments with those fundamental um, movement skills, isn't it? And 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 seeing how their bodies kind of work in the water, for example, experimenting with sort of arms wide or together, head up or down, you know, that creates that awareness of of streamlining. Yes. Um, if you teach flotation and rotation, for example, to a non-swimmer or a, to certainly that beginning stage, you know, that begins to improve their ability to perhaps do a tumble turn at a later stage. Um, Absolutely. It is about um, it's about guided discovery, um, which is really it's a teaching style that is. um, And um, that allows the child to be able to obviously in a sort of safe manner, explore something, explore a concept, really. So as you've mentioned, you know, there with streamlining, allowing a child to push off the wall and have a think about what impact um, bringing their arms sort of close together in that natural streamlined position has upon their body. And, And with Um, with swimming and generally um, across all sort of sports what we want is for physical literacy to be able to develop we need to give plenty of opportunities and we need to be able to motivate the children to have plenty of opportunities and give them the confidence so that if they try something and even if it's not right the first time and you know they're resilient enough so that they get back up and have another go um, and hopefully are more successful next time and if not we continue to support them there. Uh, absolutely and, and that this sort of basic sort of movement literacy as as we sort of call it um you know incorporates many actions in in obviously many um teaching sessions um should we just move through the sort of <clears throat> the, the fundamental movement skills in in their sort of blocks if you like i mean the first block we call i suppose the abcs don't we um, yes yes do you want to just explain a little bit about that so yeah no problem so there's so the abcs are agility balance coordination and speed so agility is um the ability to be able to move in different directions um quickly really so um i talked about a game yesterday of um fishy fishy which i said was um similar to the um old like bulldog really Um, Mm. and you know that is a game that is going to be brilliant to develop um agility in the pool but also um on land as well and you've got balance which um hopefully if you've listened to the core aquatic skills podcast you'll realize that balance also features as a core aquatic skill um coordination again is a core aquatic skill um, and then finally speed um, which obviously we know as we move into um, particularly the learning to train um, area of the athlete development support pathway which is um, the next sort of rung up the ladder from the fundamentals and um, that's ages 8 to 11 for girls and 9 to 12 for boys and mm. um, speed if you choose to focus on competitive swimming and um, because what's great about the learning to train um, phase of the ADSP is that it actually um, specializes in different aquatic disciplines so um, and that goes for competitive swimming for artistic swimming um, and for diving as well um, so if you were choosing to focus on something like competitive swimming um, speed would be something that you would obviously be focusing on there um, heavily in that sort of next step up. Yes and just um, looking at a few I- examples for parents listening in terms of what these uh, four um, movement skills are about agility you know, we could have, for example, a child in the water swimming with a ball, you know, changing mm. direction, um, yes. um, doing somersaults, 
balance we could be looking at for example you know i i, I love sculling as uh, as teaching a child sculling it's it's so so important um, yes floating um handstands for example in the water as balance yes. um you know coordination um could be passing a ball you know which could relate clearly in a late later later down the line for a child um water polo yeah um throwing catching relay activities are just such fun aren't they uh, they the are they so, are and it's um, I mean something I definitely enjoyed as a child um you know um in my own sort of swimming experiences um during relays really really enjoyed that and I think that coordination although it is about um the movement skill that comes with it and um, we we shouldn't forget that teamwork um is also an important part of that and actually when you are playing um games that involves of interaction with other children children are going to be developing those social skills as well and the mm. ability to work together as a team so you know there really is um so many benefits to playing games within a swimming lesson no i think that's a vital vital point to make for you know for, for parents is that you know so many times swimming can be singled out as a you know a, a solar singular type sport but it's mm. but it's such a uh, the, the the team um, ethic of it and the, and the team um, uh, work in in swimming is is growing I think um, absolutely um, yeah definitely in, in the amount of galas um, leagues um, and I think that that allows that um, swimmer that child to to enjoy swimming for for a, a you know greater longevity Absolutely. And I think it's about as well, um, you know, we talk about um, with a team, recognising that as parents and as either a swimmer, um, a swimming teacher, sorry, or as a swimming coach, and then the swimmer, that in itself is a team. And we want to be working together in that team um, to be able to um, build a swimmer that is going to have that longevity. Um, and, you know, whether that is that they, um, you know, progress on to swimming at, say, county level, um, regional level, you know, even national level or international level and um, or perhaps you know they just have had a really positive experience and actually they carry on swimming for fitness for life um so it, it is really really important to make sure that, that there is that um team ethic developed really mm-hmm. and and I mean, just finishing off on the abcs the speed um you know can be you know from changing shapes for example from a tuck to a straight um yes yeah it's exploding from the bottom of the pool perhaps into a streamlined position um you know those sort of um and obviously you know fundamentally exploding from the blocks when <laughs> you're yes. getting into a race um yeah definitely moving on to the what we call the cpks the catching passing kicking and striking with a body part um yes. you talk us a little bit through that please sarah yeah so um these ones probably i would say are possibly some of the most the more difficult ones to sort of see how they link to swimming mm. um but you know really um as a swimming teacher it's our uh, well it's our responsibility to ensure that children have a well um rounded and sort of balanced approach to physical literacy and um these fundamental movement skills are you know still important so um 
for example, so obviously catching um, is being able to, you know, catch an object accurately, um, being able to anticipate where that's going to be um, thrown to. Um, so for, I know our game I really like to do um, to develop that is something like piggy in the middle. Um, yes. Passing, um, you know, again, it's so I suppose it's similar to um, catching. Um, but, you know, obviously sort of slightly different. Then we've got um, kicking, which we can obviously see is very relevant to um, swimming. But also kicking means very different things in different sports. So, for example, um, if we think about kicking in football, um, obviously that is, you know, being able to sort of kick. And actually it kind of overlaps with the striking with the body part because you're moving that object away. Um, yes. But, you know, it's being able to um, move the legs purposefully for, you know, whatever reason that sort of um, is in the sport, really. Um, and then striking with a body part, that would be applicable to sports such as um, volleyball, for example, where um, the um, and football, you know, where a ball, an object is sort of making contact with the body um, and then you are moving it away. So in football, that could be something like um, heading the ball. Uh, um, I'm not a very... I'm when it comes to volleyball but the bit where you sort of strike the ball with your hands you, you know whether that's a serve um but they are so they are very they're very important to swimming still um and you i would like to think that you will see um children taking part in activities and um, even with something like piggy in the middle that can be adapted to um almost be a little bit more like volleyball so yes. the ball doesn't stop when it's um when it's sort of thrown to the other child the child needs to try and respond instantly and mm. strike it with the body part to be able to move it on yes i mean you know striking with the body can be as simple as splashing the water can't it um, absolutely yes definitely um moving on to the the, the kgbs yes yeah <laughs> um, always always a, an interesting one <laughs> and always an interesting one um the kinesthetics obviously gliding buoyancy and and you know we've already mentioned striking with an object or or, or an implement as some people mention um can you talk us a little bit through those as well, please, Sarah? Yeah, so kinesthetics, probably when I deliver this on um, or deliver anything about the fundamental movement skills on a course, kinesthetics is always the one that um, people ask further questions about. Um, and I think it's probably something that um, we take for granted, but it's that it's that ability to feel. So in swimming, that is really important um, and recognising um, the feel of the water, really, mm. um, on our bodies and the impact that that can have you know obviously we know that um water can be um our friend and it can be really supportive and you know it, it helps us do things like floating but it's also um going to create resistance as well so it's about being able to recognize those, dif those different things um, yeah. and you know we sort of talked earlier about um streamlining for example um and you know how when you would move your hands in different ways so you know you might want to start off by doing a push and glide from the wall but actually going to um arms sort of shoulder width apart and then gradually bringing them in slowly um into that streamlined position and that you know is a nice guided discovery um way really of thinking about kinesthetics and what impact that has um you've then got gliding um which you know in in the pool we think about that traditionally in um a streamlined position but it's also integral in all of the strokes um particularly yeah. in sort of the changeovers but gliding is something that's really important in um breaststroke timing there's there's that focus of glide at the um sort of end of the cycle um then we've got buoyancy um which again was a core aquatic skill 
um, yes. that we had featured. So you can see that there is, you know, really some direct crossovers um, between the fundamental movement skills and the core aquatic skills. Um, mm. So being able to float and floating in different positions um, and recognising that everybody can float, but some people may float slightly different um, to others. So um, muscle floats under the surface of the water, whereas fat um, floats closer to the surface of the water. So, um, you know, obviously, um, depending on someone's body composition, they may float slightly different to somebody else. Um, floating in different shapes is a good idea, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. Um, yes, I, 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 um, I think that's actually comes into sort of one of the learn to swim stages is that children have got to be able to um, float in a, in a series of different um, shapes. Um, and that's, you know, going to be really important buoyancy um, and those sort of shapes for an aquatic sport like um, artistic swimming, which is um, which formerly was synchronised swimming. Um, so, you know, those skills you can see with those skills again that there is that sort of um focus on other aquatic disciplines um and then finally striking with an object um so that would be um you know in sports of sort of tennis rounders cricket where you've got something like a, a bat or a racket and you're going to be hitting a ball um so you know don't be um don't be alarmed if you suddenly see your child playing some water rounders in a lesson you know that's they're going to be developing a whole range of um fundamental movement skills and core aquatic skills there um but it's likely that striking with an object is going to be their focus and again you know there are I was chatting to some people that I've got on a um, swimming course at the moment and um, one of them was saying that um, at his at the leisure centre he works at um, they have an activity called um, octopush I think it's called um, mm. which is underwater hockey um, and then um, he also said that he's seen um, some um, aqua quidditch lessons as well so <laughs> um, which sounds amazing um, I'd love to go and have a go um, but you know again that's going to be um, you can see how those links um, of you know sports that are on land have been taken into the water and you know are really developing um, a good following. Yes I think there's uh infinite amount of um, imagination that can uh, come into uh, making unstructured and structured fun in the pool for children. Yes. Um, the R R RJT, as we call it, the running, jumping and throwing being the final three um, uh, movement skills. Um, yeah. Could you talk us through those, please, Sarah? Yes, yeah, so um, running is um, probably one of the ones that I don't need to explain as um, as much. You know, obviously, um, running is um, a part that we do on land, but um, it comes into sort of the travel aspect um, in swimming. So being able to travel in different ways um, and it, it links in nicely with speed as well. So being able to, um, you know, move in um, a speedy way, really, I suppose. Um, yeah. Jumping, jumping. Um, Again, that's something, you know, we think about swimming type of entry, really, but it can also be done in the water, um, again, as a form of travel, really. Um, and then throwing, um, again, as I sort of mentioned, you know, playing a game like um, Piggy in the Middle, it's about being able to sort of throw um, the ball to somebody else or to a target and doing that accurately. I think with running, jumping and throwing, I mean, with running you know obviously you can do different different speeds and different directions um uh, walking you know obviously at the shallow end 
quickly yeah. or slowly and, and different directions. And again, the, the, the games that you've, you've, you've mentioned previously. And with jumping again, it's those different shapes and different distances of jumping, isn't it? Um, yes. Yeah, and different heights even of, of jumping. Yeah, uh, and you know even different purposes for jumping. Something you know again, I like to do um, a guided discovery activity with my um, probably more confident stages, just because um, I want to make sure that they're safe doing it. But I'll talk to them about. I want them to find a jump that is going to get them down to sort of um, down deep into the bottom of the pool and um, so I want them to have an explore to find a jump that's going to be able to do that and then I also want them to find a jump that's going to keep them on top of the water um, and that gets them to have a think about the way that they position their bodies when they do that jump um, in order to achieve um, different purposes. Yes 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 absolutely and 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 finishing off with throwing it's that again different heights um, catching at different heights it's allowing you to um increase your strength in the water as well yes definitely. Um, uh, through either your you know your different limbs um and, and i think that 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 leads nicely on really to um you know just in terms of a summary and and, and just trying to um explain to parents really the importance of following that athlete development support pathway in swimming which you've you know um already um, um set out um very nicely thank you um but i think it's ensuring isn't it like all of these things that you know children are are being asked to very much look at those basic motor skills at, mm. at an early stage and ensuring that we we're all aware that these skills are all have a transferable impact in, in yes. other sports absolutely um yeah it, it is um the developing that physical literacy in um and actually physical literacy sort of spans the first three stages of the um sort of athlete development support pathway so within the active start um, and the fundamentals and the learning to train phase um, those skills of fundamental movement skills and core aquatic skills are being developed um, in order to be able to move into sort of complex movement skills so for example that could be something like in um if i sort of take competitive swimming and um, that would be able to be do, um that would be being able to do I'll put my teeth in um a tumble turn on the wall and being able to um push off in sort of the appropriate manner for the stroke in that push and glide position um, and you know rotating whilst um underwater uh, and then going into sort of the um kick up to the surface um yes. So they are, you know, so important. Um, and, you know, really just from um, my point of view as a I'm a I'm an ex-swimmer. I swam from um, really, you know, from a very young age um, and competed nationally. I finished swimming at about age 15, 16. Um, and, you know, for me, I am um, I had no knowledge of the um, ADSP my parents didn't really have any um, knowledge of it either my coach did um, and um, I, I was not was we didn't stick to it at all um, for whatever reason that was I, I don't know but um, you know so for example the learning to train phase which is about development and skill 
um and sort of like technique practice it you know it's um that's females eight to eleven years and males nine to twelve years they probably only need to be going and doing maybe an hour's training session a week it's you know it's not a lot of training and Mm. I know certainly for me age 10 years old I went to my local elite club and was probably swimming 10 hours a week um which is far too much too young in in my opinion and and, um, you know I've got the athlete development support pathway to sort of back me up there um and actually you know so from probably the age 10 to 15 um I think I progressed on doing, you know, lots of different hours. Um, and, you know, probably by the end of my um, swimming, I was probably doing 16 hours in the pool over, over the course of a week. Um, and I just burnt out, to be honest. And actually, I didn't have um, that fun and enjoyment in the sport anymore because I did too much too soon. Um, and, you know, really, if I can give any advice to parents would be, um it's so important to try and stick to this as much as you can and um, go at the um, at the right pace because that will support your child's physical and mental development. Um, and you know that's that's what we want. Um, that's what we want. That's what Swim England want. They absolutely want to have um, the best swimmers to choose from. Um, and you know some of those swimmers, um, I, I believe, would be um, you know absolutely fantastic swimmers. At that appropriate sort of age really um and it's you know no it's not no use but um it's it's difficult and it's it's sad really to see um that you know mass dropout rate at sort of age 15 16 um yes. and, you know I ran, I ran a swimming course um a couple of days ago and um you get a lot of comp- ex-competitive swimmers on swimming courses and um you know just chatting to you know so you did you experience so many different you only listen to so many different stories and experiences of um you know someone's journey through swimming and mm. I would say generally um the sort of common thread is that people did too much too soon and actually the ones that are perhaps still swimming um and are enjoying it still and have got that fun um went into it at a later point and and I think that speaks volumes really or or, or perhaps sort of progressed through it you know uh, you know with the ADSP in terms of moving through the hours in the pool gradually and building that up along with other sports yes definitely and you know as you can see with the fundamental movement skills um, they are transferable across all sports and as we said some of those skills um, won't be developed as naturally in swimming as they would in other sports. So when you think about sort of those first three stages of the ADSP, it is important that children are um experiencing a range of different sports so my advice would be you know don't specialize in swimming um at a too early a point you know there's there's plenty of time to be able to um you know choose what you'd like to do and choose that sport to follow yeah and i think it's just it's just remembering really isn't it for for all of us no matter what age a child is or or the stage of their development it's just ensuring that they have fun and they want to return to that swimming pool for their next lesson um week on week Um, absolutely that's that's what we want we want um you know you want children to be enjoying it and I'm sure I remember um saying to um my parents as a very young child now I don't want to go swimming and sometimes drag my heels a bit as a child um but you know I'm I'm very grateful that um they did take me to those swimming lessons you know it's a skill for life um and it's something that um 
you can go back to it at any point. And actually, although um, my sort of swimming journey probably ended, um, I mean, as a child, I absolutely wanted to be an Olympian. And um, that, that was, you know, re- really what my aspirations were. Um, but, you know, sadly didn't get there. But I am grateful for the opportunities that swimming has given me. You know, it's mm-hmm. led to me being able to talk to you now. But um, it's, you know, given me so many um, other skills, as you know, in um, on top of the fundamental movement skills. Um, yes. You know, it made me really the person that I am. It's given me that motivation and that ability to work in a team and, and you know, just sort of being self-sufficient um and resilient it does give you resilience I think all sports probably does give you that um so you know it, it is a um it's a fantastic sport and I would recommend you know anybody that's getting into it have a read-up of the ADSP the fundamental movement skills core aquatic skills try and sort of have a a um kind of you know at some understanding of the strokes and um, swim england produce expected standards for their strokes and they're available on their website um so you know if that is something that your child's interested in and um, try and do a little bit of reading around it um to help and support them as much as you can yeah no thank you very much indeed sarah for a really comprehensive podcast on the fundamentals um in swimming and those key key movement skills if you like the podcast, please spread the word and go to our website, www.thepoolsidepass.com. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you, Sarah. And we'll see you all soon. Brilliant. Thank you for having me again.